As Pastor Jordan just uh, briefly mentioned, what we're going to do today is we're going to have a moment of prayer and worship. We're going to put into practice uh, what we've talked about the last couple of weeks. I want to encourage you, um, wherever you are today on, um, man, your relationship to God, um, we, uh, what we're going to practice today is looking at the scripture. We're going to let that be our guide today as we pray and as we sing and as we prepare. So um, we're going to be in Psalm 27. We're going to let that guide our entire day. So if you, I want to encourage you to open up your Bibles if you brought one. Um, you can download the Bible app on the phone, pull up Psalm 27, and I'm going to be reading through there and guiding you through um, just some prayers this morning. I know I'm not supposed to preach, bro. I got a little something. I got a little something. A little something from Psalm 27. Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, anyways. Um, here it is, Psalm 27. It's written by David. It says right there in the inscription of the psalm, my stronghold. And David writes this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? When evildoers came against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. For he will conceal me in his shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek his face. Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Because of my adversaries, show me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Have you ever wondered what is the presence of God? We sometimes talk about that in church. If you've never been to one, this is your first time in a church, you'll hear Christians say that we want to be in the presence of God. Well, what does that mean today? That's what we want to practice. We want to be in the presence of the Lord. I think there's a story that really helps to encapsulate that. And I, uh, it comes from a book by a man called Richard Foster. In a book called Life with God, he tells a story of this young uh, Russian uh, man who moves with his family uh, from the Bolshevik Revolution out to Paris, and he begins to experience freedom and hope and joy. But because there's no war happening around him, he actually finds his happiness a bit meaningless. He's like, why, why do I have all this freedom? Uh, what am I fighting for? And he decides that if he doesn't find his purpose within a year, that he would take his own life. 
So the end of the year came and somebody, he, he was still in the same place. He's like, dude, I don't know what the purpose of my life is. And so he, you know, somebody invites him to hear some Christian speaker. And guess what happens? Nothing. <laughs> he hears a message. He has no need for church. He doesn't care about it. And he's like, uh, he doesn't change his convictions because of what this man preaches. He just goes back home and he's angry. And he tells his mom, you know what? Um, I, do you have a Bible? I'd like to find out about the claims of what this guy talked about. And so I'm going to read the shortest account, the Gospel of Mark. That's the shortest account of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Because he doesn't want to lose any time. And so he begins to read the Gospel of Mark. And by chapter 3, this is what he says. He gets there. <laughs> he says, I do not know how to tell you of what happened. I will put it quite simply. And those of you who have gone through a similar experience will know what came to pass. While I was reading the beginning of Mark's gospel, before I reached the third chapter, I became aware of a presence. I saw nothing. I heard nothing. It was no hallucination. It was a simple certainty that the Lord was standing there and that I was in the presence of him whose life I had begun to read with such revulsion and ill will. This was my basic and essential meeting with the Lord. From that moment, I knew that Christ existed. It was in the light of the resurrection, he says, that I could read with certainty the story of the gospel, knowing that everything was true in it because the impossible event of the resurrection was to me more certain than any event in history. Although this man was not looking for Jesus, Jesus found him in that moment. He was examining the pieces of the witness of the Bible, but it was the reality of the risen Christ in that moment. It was the presence of God that was revealed to him in that moment, and it changed his life forever. That's what the presence of God is like. And the presence of God is all over Psalm 27 this idea of presence. It's often the translation of the Hebrew word panim, which means face. It's the word face. When you see David talk about seeking the face of God, what is he saying? He's seeking the presence of the Lord. He's seeking the presence of the Lord. So what is it? How do you define it? Here's what I would say, okay? And I'm telling you uh, something that someone else has said in the past. The presence of God uh, it means to experience the reality of God in a more palpable way. It's in a more profound way. It's more clearly, more authentically, more intimately, more certainly, more terrifyingly. When people talk about wanting to experience the presence of God, it's they want to understand the nearness of God in their life. Does that make sense? It's the sense that you want to draw close to God and even though he is present in every moment, you want to experience a sense of nearness with him. Some have described this experience as fire. It was the famous philosopher uh, Blaise Pascal who died in 1662. Uh, we find that inside of his coat, one of his servants found the word fire in it. He didn't know what it meant. He's like, why would Blaise Pascal hide a little piece of paper inside of his uh, suit called fire. And this is what he found out. He found out that eight years earlier, 
Blaise Pascal had an encounter with God so profound that he writes this, from about half past 10 in the evening until about half past 12, fire. Those are all the words that this famous French philosopher had to say about his experience with God for two whole hours, nothing but the fire of God. But at other times, the presence of God just gives us comfort and a sense of nearness. In this Psalm 27, and you can keep it open uh, for the whole day today because we're going to be going through it. In this Psalm, we learn that in the presence of God, David learns that God is his refuge. In the presence of God, David gains a greater vision of who God is. In the presence of God, fear vanishes from the life of David in the midst of persecution. In the presence of God, David is encouraged and he is strengthened. And part of the way we experience the presence of God is by putting ourselves in a position to pray, to read scripture, and to worship together, which is what we want to do today. Amen? So uh, my desire for you would be the same desire that we see David experience in the psalm. For some of you, I pray that today the Lord would be your refuge. For some of you who are maybe curious about Jesus, my, my prayer for you is that you would experience a greater vision of God today, a greater reality um, of him. For those of you who are experiencing fear in your life in different areas, it could be in your job or your relationships, my prayer is that in the presence of God, that fear would vanish. And for those others of you would be that, that you would be strengthened and encouraged today as you go back out and you lead um, your lives. So let me help you with your expectations and then we'll pray. Um, if you're not a Christian here and you're just kind of checking things out, I want to encourage you just as we pray. Why don't you ask God? God, you know what? Um, would you reveal yourself to me today? Would you help me to come near you? Maybe you're a follower of Jesus and I want to ask you to be present and to continue to press on and go before the Lord. The Bible says that God rewards those who diligently seek him. Let's seek him today together as we pray. Here's what we'll do. We'll have four movements, one of reverence, one of response, one of request, and one of readiness. I got that from Daniel Henderson, okay? And we're just gonna walk through this text and do a couple of things. In reverence, what we do is this. We identify and we celebrate God's praiseworthy attributes. So I want to give you an example of that. As you read Psalm 27, notice this. We identify, for instance, that God is our light, our salvation. He's our stronghold. So we meditate on his attributes. Lord, you are our salvation. You are our light. You give us understanding. In verse 2 and 3, he's our confidence and our protector. In verses 4 and 5, we see that he is beautiful. He's our shelter and sustainer. In verse 6, we read that he is worthy of sacrifice and joyful praise. In verses 7 and 8, he hears us and he graciously answers. He's worthy. In verses 9 and 10, he's faithful and present. He is righteously angry. And then from 11 to 14, we see that he's our teacher who leads us into strength and courage. Can you see that in Psalm 27? Look, I want to encourage us now just as we, I'm going to give you some time to pray about yourself. I'm going to give some prayer prompts. We're going to celebrate God. And you could just fill this in the blank for a couple minutes. Pastor Jordan will sing, and we'll just spend some time praying. Look, I want to encourage you right now to finish some of these prompts. We're going to leave them up, up um, in the screen. I praise you that your light is greater than the darkness of. 
I praise you that you are my stronghold. I do not have to fear. And then you fill in the blank. Does that make sense? You guys got it? You can say, got it. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to use one of these prompts. And then you can feel free to pray before the Lord. Father, I praise you that your light is greater than the darkness of the sin that I've experienced, the things that I have done, Lord. Thank you for your grace this morning that cover my sins, Lord. Thank you, Father, that I don't have to walk in shame anymore, Lord. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning uh, for me today, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would help me, Lord, to worship you and praise you. And we just continue to uh, go before you today in Jesus' name. Amen.